Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 197, looking at the whole book of Jonah, Matthew chapter 15 and verses 10 through 28, and then Psalm 83. And as I said, we're looking at the whole book of Jonah today, so let's delve in there first. He is a prophet who is reluctant to do the will of God, so reluctant that he runs away, hoping that somehow he can hide from the Lord's commands. However, he soon finds out that God is everywhere, and when he commands something, he expects it to be obeyed. Jonah takes an interesting journey from reluctance to repentance to obedience and then sadly to arrogance and sin. He is like a teenager. You never quite know what mood he will be in. Yet the Lord is patient with him. He doesn't need to use Jonah, but he chooses to. He doesn't need to entertain his arrogant moaning at the end of the book, but he engages and tries to show Jonah who really is in control. This is the sad thing about mankind. We test God. Yet this is the wonderful thing about God. He works to bring us to him and to see his power. Clearly, the aim is to have the people of Nineveh repent. And when they do, they are then saved from the wrath of God. Yet in the book of Nahum, we read about a hundred years later, they were in the same situation, but God decided to destroy them because they didn't repent. They were faithful for a generation and sadly, no more. Longevity with Christ does not guarantee faithfulness. We need to daily seek the Spirit to work in our lives, to daily sanctify us and daily make us more like Christ. Before I move on to Matthew's Gospel, did you know about Jonah 3 and 4? Many will have heard the first two chapters in Sunday school, but we rarely teach the latter two chapters. And this is an important lesson. Never read the flashy parts of the Bible purely for the sake of the story and then ignore the context. Jonah did one good thing before God, and then he totally blew it. The lesson is that we can be found in the same situation if we're not vigilant against Satan's attacks. We now head into Matthew's Gospel, and the heart is key to everything. We're told in Scripture that the heart is desperately wicked. Left alone, the heart will poison all of our intentions, our motives, and our attitude to everything in life. It is also the heart that can be cleansed and made new in Christ. It is the heart that is replaced upon salvation so that we desire the things of Christ rather than the sinful desires of old. It is the heart that speaks of the love for Christ upon salvation and it is the heart that is transformed by the love of Jesus. So there is no surprises then that we recognise that the root of our issues is the heart. If we action out a sin, say we have an angry outburst, the symptom is the anger, which in itself is a sin, but the root cause is within the heart. Something has taken the heart's attention that is not for Christ. It may be pride, it may be a desire to be in control, or simply it could be good old-fashioned hatred. The anger points to the heart, and the issue of the heart is found in the anger. When we repent from sin, it is not only that we are to be sorry for doing something or saying something, but we should be sorrowful that our emotions or intentions or motives took us to such a sin. It is always the heart that needs to be considered. And as we consider all of this today, what is your heart focused on? Could you honestly say that it's shaped by the word of God and ignited by the love of Jesus? Are you more interested in being right or getting your way because your heart has control issues or even arrogant issues? We need to seek Jesus to sanctify our hearts so that our actions reflect godliness and not wickedness. Finally, today we have Psalm 83. When enemies of God seek to attack the church and seek to make it difficult for the church to remain faithful to the gospel, we are to pray that God would step in and do mighty things. We are to pray that these enemies would not get a foothold so that God's name may be glorified rather than tarnished. 
I think Psalm 83 reminds me that we're in a constant battle and society, it seems, is winning. To stand for the truth of God's word is becoming rare and we need to pray that the enemies of God will be shamed and the glory of Jesus will shine throughout our churches and our society. The Lord God is almighty and we are to pray that he shows his power with the outcome being the enemies of God being silenced. Let's pray about all of these matters as we finish off. Father, we do pray that we would have a heart that is for Jesus, a heart that is pure before Christ, a heart that is transformed through salvation in Jesus. We pray that our heart is daily sanctified and made more like him so that our motives, our intentions, our hopes are all through Christ and through the word of God. Father, we pray that we would be faithful towards you, that we wouldn't just read scriptures and the flashy points and the good old stories, but instead we would be faithfully devouring your word, studying it each day. And Father, we pray for the enemies of the church to be silenced. We pray that the people of God will stand up for what is true and your name would be glorified. In your precious name. Amen.